last time on Geek Force, the squad talked about Star Wars Rogue One's prequel, Andor. Is it entertaining? They examine it. They talk about Netflix's amazing lineup of new projects coming out, and they wrap with a pretty tame red wedding in House of the Dragon. See what's happening now, today, on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Amy, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. Happy How is everybody? It's spooky it time! <laughs> it is spooky time. So we are getting our Jeepers Creepers on. Oh, that's, a, that's a specific type of movie right there. <laughs> that movie also freaked me out. It was I didn't like that one either. Tendre. I was like, <laughs> that movie was weird too. Do you remember Jeepers Creepers? But the movie was weird. How Homeboy was like I doing do. weird tongue creepy. stuff. It's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was the second I one. Mean, <laughs> did that scare you? That was that was the point. They knew what they were doing. No, but I remember the second one. We're like, do you remember that scene where like he's on the back of the bus and all the kids are just staring at him and he's like and he's like licking his tongue and like who are you looking at? They keep moving their heads like uh uh-huh. and he's like and and like and, and another kid moves his head another kid moves his head he's like keep going keep going and he's like yeah that kid like five kids back <laughs> and I'm like what movie is this all of a sudden. <laughs> This time this is the second much. one. I think it was like he was like attacking like a, like a bus of high school kids, and it was very oh. campy to where he was just having his time like na na na. I'm gonna have you all be really weird and like I want a very specific child. That's eight kids back. <laughs> eight kids back. <laughs> I'm gonna see the scene. Uh, it, well, to this day, it like leaves me in stitches watching him be like. Eh. <laughs> I would be surprised <laughs> if they reboot that series. Um, Especially in the horror genre, I think it's to be honest, like that genre is the easiest, like genre to like reboot series. I mean, the fact that they're bringing back Final Destination. Have you guys heard the story about how the how the creator or the the people who want to direct how they got the job? Oh yeah, well, they, fake the their, new, they fake their they fake their death on camera. Yeah, on the yeah. Zoom meeting. And Kat, you know they're also doing another Jeepers Creepers, right? <laughs> during well, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh my God. Reborn? Yeah, Reborn. They're doing a brand new one. Reborn. When this is out next year? Uh, let's see. Jeepers Creepers. Also, there were a ton of Jeepers Creepers, y'all. There was like a lot of them. Uh, I think this They're one comes. This one came out September 14th, apparently. This this September 14th? Yeah, it came out Where? <laughs> It can't. It, apparently, on it, it grossed. It grossed over one million dollars in America and over three million worldwide. Where That's not America? that much. That's not that much. But again, oh even you have to remember right, that, that that these oh horror God. movies benefit from low budgets. You know, so oh, this is Lord. true. You throw in a low budget, you it's can make twenty four miles away from me. <laughs> there you go. See, it's out. It'll be streaming soon. Oh my God. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, like. So much to talk about and dive into that genre, but wait, and and furthermore, we have to get into this topic because I'm very excited to talk about it. As you know, Amazon Prime has taken on in showing the Lord of the Rings, uh, their own little show called Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there, yes, there have been haters on the internet, and there's people who don't like it. I'm, I'm separating the two because there is distinct differences. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of negativity surrounding the show, knowing that Amazon had to shut down the rating system because people were just hate bombing it as like an episode came out. Like they didn't even watch the episode; they just put zero, and I was like, okay. But I feel like this past week they had episode six. Um, it a lot of stuff happened and went down, and I think it met, or at least it entertained a lot of people who were waiting for something like this to happen. Mm-hmm. The number one complaint about this show is the, the lack of action scenes and the and the fighting scenes because this is during a period of war, and so far, so yeah, so far we've seen just talking points and people walking for hours. Not in episode six. <laughs> it gets straight to the uh, violence. Basically, to kind of recap in a very simple way, because if I start saying stuff, I'm going to tangent about talking things. Right. Tangent, so, tangent, tangent. No, I'm not. This is very hard for me to do, Amy. Don't <laughs> enable me, because I will do it. <laughs> so, in this I'm show, an orc chanting your name. So much to say about those orcs because these are the old type of orcs. But that's a, like I could literally make an episode talking about orcs, but I'm not going to do that. This episode started with because in the Southlands, aka these are the lands that basically Mordor Mordor is in Lord of the Rings. So basically, all those lands is all these people in villages. They have been holed up at this mind uh, you. I didn't even like know that Helm's deep situation. So that they can hide going from all these orcs who are coming to um, basically kill them all so they can take the lands. But because of Orndir, he's the elf. He's the elf warrior. And um, Bruin, um, who's like, she's the lady of the village. She's like the healer. They get together and they have like this great plan to take out a bunch of the orcs by knocking down the watchtower so that they can run back to the village and start anew and be okay. And I'm like, you humans are so simple. You think you just start, you could just stop them by just throwing rocks at them? Like, I don't know. They were all happy and they were literally getting on with their lives. And I'm just like, it was a great no. guerrilla war strategy. Like, yo, we got to hit them and we got to run. It was. It was. It was. Run. But realistically, but there were so many orcs. That's true. There were so many. <laughs> like, There's so many. The end of episode five, you see miles and miles of little fire torches. And they're, they're like, oh yeah, we just pulled the little tower down. And then we can we we have some time to eat and whatever as we prepare for the next thing. And I'm like, you guys, the second one's probably bigger than the first one. Like they probably left more behind. Like I understand, like in the heat of the moment, they're tired. But as a watcher, it was giving me so much anxiety because I was like, what are you doing? I would just keep running. Forget that village. Like <laughs> what? no, it's their home cat. I, I think it's like that's, a shire. They don't want to leave it. I think that's True, what, like, honestly, but... makes it fantasy versus like sci-fi. Like, cool, we have to run away from home and then maybe fight back. Sci-fi is like true. we have a sci-fi birthright to this land, so we must stay and die on this land. We must stay. It is our planet. <laughs> yeah, and so. The people basically go into this whole defense uh, position of their village. You know, again, similar to if you saw the two towers in Helm's Deep, you have farmers, you have they were uh, playing on that you know, hunters, you have episode. a lot of family. So you were just like, oh, this seems familiar. And it's like, these people have been doing this for thousands of years up to, you know, to the time you see the weather removed. Like, they're just humans who just, this is their life, you know, there's cows and orcs. So it's like, 
this was this was them like we're doing it to protect the children and and the future of this village and the fact that you know when the first wave comes in and you're like oh shit like they're fighting and everything but then the the villagers are getting the upper hand and you're all like oh yeah oh my gosh beat his ass yeah they did it and then the villagers are cheering yeah yeah and you're like we did it we did it and then the elf dude sees wait a minute this is a human they're bleeding red blood and then everyone sees they fought the people who rejected helping them they were they went to the orc side they fought the very, very, very blood in, blood out, yo. It's like a gang. So you want to be, you want to fly these orc so colors? Oh, you want to fly no. these orc colors? You got to go out there and be in a part of a first battle. Oh, no. But also, Kat, real quick, and I remember this from uh, just, you know, reading the books. Orcs can see in the dark, correct? Yes. So I never understood well, why they kept having their torches. Their not that good. But, like, they can see at night because, like, you know, they, they're, like, more of, like, subterranean creatures, or these ones are. Right. So I was always wondering, like, why would I they want to hold up light, like these these torches, and if they need to I see think in the it's dark? A symbol. I feel like it's more of a symbol because it gives you away, and, though. And you know, you kind of see it later on with Saruman, but like the 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 stuff surrounding that type on that team is blood, fire, earth. Like that is what they are all about, and they do mention it a lot in like the stories. And sometimes I think they mentioned in the movies, but like, like a lot of the basically the bad people in power, like that is their thing. It's fire, blood, earth, because that is what keeps them going. This is what motivates them. And even though I think they don't really use fire, because I think their eyesight's already pretty bad anyway. Like they, their sentence way stronger. Like more people, and their healing's better. But their eyesight's horrible because there's been too many things where people literally are running. And doing things, and they don't see it, but they smell you. And I'm just like, isn't there different kind of orcs? Like there is like variations of like I'm assuming depending on what kind they are, mm. they have different abilities so, or eyesight abilities. So, yes, okay. These orcs are very different than the ones we see in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. As you know, these orcs are wearing cloaks. They cannot deal mm. with the sun. Now remember mm. the orcs, the Urukai in the Lord of the Rings. Why they were so powerful? Why Sauron was so powerful? Is because he gave them the power to run in the sun, and that's why they were able to run for days on away that's from Aragorn and them. That honestly the just sun, brings me back exactly. to that episode of Homeworld. <laughs> <laughs> them just like full, full sprint running across a, like, a yes, clearing for three days. Go, my men! <laughs> Let my hands reach <laughs> outstretched lands. <laughs> this full plate armor, like, breathing heavily. Just that's why. That's why in Lord of the Rings, everyone was stressed. Like, they were like, these orcs are way too... This is the most powerful orc we've seen. Really? They really are going to take us down, you know? Damn it, This show kind of give you a glimpse of, like, yeah, they're strong, but, you know, sun is their weakness, and fire, if used correctly, is their weakness, too. But you can also see that they're bond... Like, they're, they're getting together, like, more of them getting together... They are doing the task that needs to be done because they know they're going to get struck. That's scary to me. Uh, I, I I noticed that with the orcs, like they they know. Like, I mean, because you know, dog, yeah. dude is telling them. But like, it, you can see that they're you, they're slowly gaining strength right before your eyes, and that's why it le- it leads to craziness later on. Well, yeah, so, it's even though I mean, it sounds like it like, isn't yeah. like Adar or the creation of the Uruk are like they're specifically like 
chosen to like i guess like strengthen or embolden like the ranks and i think like that's a cool thing to finally have that backstory on like yeah like homeboy is like the like the prototype of what the urukai are going to be later on like someone who can communicate effective strategies who has this like commander-esque uh skill set and also can like embolden his troops with like his words in a way that i think makes them more interesting and also i love how like no one's tripping off the fact that there are female orcs in this army and they definitely are specifying men and women whenever he's doing a speech of like you'll be men and women and it's like cool no one's gonna like i'm I'm loving how this hasn't been like a stressing point it's inclusive like i remember like in the beginning when like they like talked about there might be people people were like oh 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 but i was like oh they're in there but you just like they're all killing people so no one's gonna care they're also just stabbing our heroes too uh but yeah it's interesting to kind of see like this dynamic of like oh there's like a familial unit here versus like in lord of the rings where there's like we're gonna eat bodies like if a if an orc dies next to you meets back on the menu boys (laughs) we're tearing apart our troops versus like hey we all care about one another and we oh you're hurt we got to go heal you where's the father 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 (laughs) one of us is hurt father (laughs) i remember that scene so vividly I feel like their minds deteriorate it too because they I mean maybe because this is also Peter Jackson's choice and how he shows them in the movies but they their intelligence isn't as strong as it's shown in the book in, in the show mm. and I wonder within the thousands of years because of the let's be face it inbreeding and stuff did that oh. affect their intelligence because in the movies they are very straightforward and almost primal in how they communicate and how they act mm. versus here they actually have a community and I mean I still I still hate them like whatever but I do admire they have a community but you know fuck them you know it's like that's nice but um yeah so again the the villagers killed the villagers and then the way, the real fighters came the orcs came and fucked everybody up new challenger and it, it, it 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 was pretty stressful because it turned into the red red wedding in five seconds in that room. Everybody, um, he was like, he's like, he's basically the enemy wants the Sauron tool, you know, and you know, Arnor is like, I'm not gonna give it to you, and he's like, why do you care about these humans? And then they get to stab it. I was like, this is giving me PTSD. Slow red wedding. stabbing like, the though, way it was filmed, just a little. Hu- and stab, push all the way to the back. That was messed up. Was like that was messed up. And it was just dumbass kid. <laughs> yeah, ass child. You mean, do it's you always a child. No, how no. much you don't always a child. Why did homeboy <laughs> hide it in the one place where they all were? Let's also go on that fact. Literally, <laughs> this a good man question. don't know. Literally, what does he tell her earlier? <laughs> and her door is like, I must take it to where no one can find it, and he leaves it. in and he just moves a brick and hides it in the equivalent of underneath someone's bed. And they're like, where is it? What's right here? In the exact room that we're all standing. I'm like, you had an entire afternoon. <laughs> there were no safe rooms back then, Marlon. You, you could have dropped it at the bottom of a well. You could have gone in the forest I, I and chucked it. The well. I would have done that. But no, no, no. Yeah. You tell the people, yeah. go back in the keep. And the thing they're looking for is where all the people are hiding. That, to me, blew my mind. You're telling people, hey, you're going to be safe in here. 
Also, you're going to be safe where I hid the most important thing that these people are trying to kill us for. That made no sense to me. But again, I, I blame him itch. thinking. I, I blame him of thinking humans as not too bright, and it's like, oh, the least thing they expect is something right in front of them because that's how humans think. So that's why I think that's what he thought. But then in the end, that made him look stupid too. So incredibly so. That's not a good choice in how uh, that went down at all because because of that. Um, that led to the turn of the tide of the enemy getting the smoky, smoky saber, but saber. Just like in Two Towers, when Gandalf Look was to the coming sunset down, and we'll survive. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Shadowfax. Shadowfax. Her horse was white. I was like, hmm, this is strangely on the right. But they yeah. kind of like showed us them riding before they even got there, which I'm like, oh, that's mean. Yeah, how did they that's know how so they were going? I, how did they know? I think it's one of those scenes where <laughs> it was out way, of guys, order. So like close. they were coming, <laughs> but it wasn't the same time. That that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me because they they literally said they it took a day. They were booking it too, like they knew something was going on. That took a day for them to get oh from my. the mountains into the whatever. But they made it. I mean, honestly, I would honestly put that up to Galadriel for being like, when we hit the ground, we need to be booking it. There's no walking. That that sounds like her. Galadriel's like, I swear to God, if you are not behind me, I'm going to be gone. So if you aren't keeping up, I'm out (laughs) of here. But also, again, I also think it was just weird again. So that's like, it's like they showed us them first so I think like hype up the, like, the nervous I'm like oh they're running so fast are they going to make it in time and it's like they're absolutely not going to make it people are getting stabbed left and right everyone's getting got but like they're so close guys here they are with their usually super cool horse scene mind you these I love Lord of the Rings and the horses like these horses are like the best actors in all of these things they're so because they're so beautiful mm-hmm. and they are just running their heart like they are pumping it like these horses are like I've waited my life to run this fast. I really, I really, really want to so long to go this hard. I really want to quote Kiki Palmer right here. What a, what a, we were best in the business, so whatever it was. I <laughs> but I don't remember the name of the. I don't remember the name of the company now. Oh damn! I only oh, no, remember that. Oh, but honestly, this episode. No, that's true. This episode, I'm giving to the horses. The horses delivered in every scene of this show. Also, I love yeah. that even when the horses are hurt, they will not let them get hurt. Like a They're horse like, got oh, straight up tripped, hurts. fell forward, yeah, I was like, and the horse is like, "I'm fine," and just walks away. <laughs> Well, you know for a fact that horse would be that dead. That horse has a resume. Like, you know, horses. Like, you know that, like, That's all I got Any say. horse would have died from what happened. Like, this horse got tripped on four oh, legs, <laughs> fell on its face, and it's like, oh, 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 I'm done, I'm done, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. These horses <laughs> of not ordinary stock. Uh, we're the apples. They're we're the apple Numenor I'm going to my trailer. I've done my seat. <laughs> they're living life and that's again that, and that's saying that's Amazon money because they hired hundreds of horses the last people that did that was Peter Jackson for the movies mm-hmm. like people don't hire, like that's very expensive so you have hundreds of horse actors on set doing these tricks and running and they are filmed like that's and you're right. Like, I mean, those horses deserve everything because but like, who's gonna pull that's, a Vigo? that's all they do but Who's going to pull a Vigo and buy their horse? Because Vigo was like, I love my horse so much, that's, I am buying true. this horse. He, did. That, he was like, cool, cool, cool. Was, so I knew we're done with this, but I want this horse. 
I am leaving her with this horse. This is my friend. <laughs> I want this horse and this I want this sword. Friend. I'm taking both of these. Goodbye. You're like, <laughs> all right, Vigo. You can take, I mean, you, they didn't he is know, the king. They he didn't know the if it was Vigo or he was still his Aragorn character as he said. It's like, I mean, he did break his toes, so I guess we do owe him some something off this set. Well, he kicked a helmet. That was. He, he broke ribs, too. He broke a lot of stuff on his body in the filming of that. He, like, tripped. So, like, you know what? I don't know. He didn't trip you too, take that he, horse, Vigo. He busted his ribs. You rips. take those swords. He <laughs> earned them. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, Numenor comes to the rescue. Numenor. It's this grand show of them saving the day. You know, elves gonna be elves, so they have the best fighting scenes. I don't know why people are shocked, and I'm like, again, Legolas set the bar so that these elves can walk and do crazy shit on the show. So I don't want to hear no complaints. Except different, because <laughs> um, now we have someone who can do super cool horse riding tricks. Versus yes, like bow and yes, arrows. Not the but, skateboard on the stairs trick. That's true. Like, no surfing. Arlen's in with her horse, which so just make her horse go. So that's a really cool <laughs> throwback, too, is when you see Galadriel whisper the same words to make her horse go faster, just like Arwen did in the Fellowship mm-hmm. of the Ring movie. People were like, see, she got it for her grandma. And it's true. And so even that little scene of her like run, chasing that dude down in the forest was so epic for no reason. Like it was all just the horse. And it's then how the ran comes from the other side. It was just <laughs> yeah, it was the horses because like that's not fake. You know, you can tell when they shoot those stuff in other movies with a green screen and then like a toy. No, it was full on wide shot. You see the horse and the tree. Like it's oh, that scene was those horses incredible. were charging through the and I, and honestly, I, I love what you could tell like they were cutting it up. So like they had, they had the horse run on a straightaway, hit a corner and stop because again, that's a tight corner for a horse to be going that fast and turning. So it probably stopped that horse from there and then shoot another straightaway. But both like all the straightaway shots of those horses running were in. Tense. Those horses were breathing hard. I think you could see Adar's like rider double and Gladriel's double here and there, but like you were mm-hmm. so focused on like the shot, you kind of were able to like go horse. over it. But <laughs> yeah, those horses were delivering just a a game. Yeah. So and then, just to cut it short, in the end of the day, you know they the villagers and the elf the art and he had the thing and he give first of all i'm just saying why would you give it back to the boy and say do the right thing when i'm like um he didn't do the right thing the first two times like he should have just gave it to galadriel he should have just left with it but the fact that the boy did check and find out that it wasn't even the key it was just a little thing and that goes back to the old man. One more hit. Who the village was basically. I like to say, oh, he's one of those. What do we call it, Harry Potter? Um, oh, the Dark Lords. A Death little, Eater. Um, yes, he's a Death Eater. Basically, this little <sighs> this old man who's a Death Eater. Basically, you know, he, got, he has the real key. He put it in the motion of where they're supposed to put it in the watchtower. Basically, unlocking all the water that was dammed up for thousands of years, breaking the dams. Hitting all the tunnels underneath and breaking into them into I guess the volcano and thus creating the most epic scene I've ever seen on television oh, history, no. Mount Doom. And I was screaming at this part. I was like, "No, <laughs> what the?" Right. Ah! And then the scene of just the oh ash? yeah, Mount Doom's being created. But you thought we were done? When you're close to a volcano, when it's erupting, what happens? Yikes. And there's Pompeii. like right there. Air, right. Air, so it's Pompeii air, all over. Air. To this, after dealing with fighting, stabbing, everything, 
now we now volcanoes is kill, now this volcano is killing us. And they were and so that, happy. They're like, I, we got our home back. And we got our king. So let's, let's bust out the air. And we got, and our, we got king. our king back. And it's like double excitement. It's like, nah, 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 nah. And they were getting taken <sighs> out by a lava nope. blast. And ev- oh my gosh, it was so sad. You guys. Y'all, were, like, like, y'all were looking for the red that, wedding at the wrong show. Like, so that's like, the end of Andor with that dude. Oh my god. Honestly, gosh. that's right, right. <laughs> You got oh my gosh. <laughs> it was yeah, wild. and then Galadriel was just staring disbelief. Like I was staring disbelief. Mm-mm-mm. I hope she moved eventually. No, no, no. That's her penance. It looked like that's she her does it. She's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> Next episode, like, she wakes she, up. She in felt it. like shit. She's like, I did all this work. I did all these. I I <laughs> united a kingdom, happened. and I still messed up. I'm gonna take this full fog glass to the face. The White King was right. There's just darkness there. Don't go. <laughs> Don't go. We were wrong. Yeah, she worked so hard. She did so much for it to still happen, and all she could do was just stand in that chaotic scene. But I think as the black smokes just come and just swoop across the land and give the show credit, and I'm like, like they, I think a lot of the um, reviews so far are like well worth the wait or blah blah blah. But I feel like the show is. I think symbolic to like the tunnels they dug all over the place. Like it was meticulous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we never got the end goal mm-hmm. of it, but we should have been like a- along for the ride because once all those like strings came together, literally we, cause again, we, we weren't told what those tunnels were for or, or what they were digging. We only saw them digging in maybe like one episode and then homeboy is allowed to escape and we don't go back to them digging ever again. They're mostly focused on getting the sword saber. When we see the water, we're like, "Oh, where? Oh, those are the tunnels. What's happening with the tunnel?" And like, "Oh, they dug all the way to the up to the volcano. The they had somehow knew this was gonna be the way, and it was a beautiful last moment. We had several, I think, really fun moments in this thing. And honestly, this was a good episode. I know it was a slow burn. Like, it definitely is a slow burn of a show. Not a lot happens. There's a whole mm-hmm. lot of political intrigue. But it, like, worked out so great in this last five minutes of watching these it's... people freak out. You feel the rumbling. You see the water rushing everywhere, crushing <laughs> things. You see the volcano. And you see just debris, just taking people left and right. And the music. <laughs> Don't don't forget the music when it was erupting. Mm. It was a whole on scene for horror. If you didn't movie, have Dolby like, surround oh, sound, you got to invest because yeah, uh, I, I watched it in the house I'm staying at, and they have speakers in the ceilings. Uh, it felt oh, oh. it was Look at you living your rich it was life. rumbling in here. I first I was like I had tears I, first, I was like, wait, is there an earthquake? Man, this is like getting a little loud. But like, uh, <laughs> no, it's just Mount Doom forming. <laughs> But it was dope. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do next. Um, and I think after oh this, gosh. I will be absolutely more willing to be a part of like the much slower things with the expectation of a bigger payout. And I'm hoping that most folks who stayed this long will also give this show the graces like, cool, we'll give you, you know, the grace of allowing you to give us a story that's going to have a good, like, you know, climax. And this is, I think, was like one of them. So, uh, yo, great, great job. Yes, I, I, it was perfect. Like this, literally, I don't really give a 10, 10 out of episodes. It really wasn't. I, I saw IGN gave it a ten, and I was like, okay. And then I watched. <laughs> I was like, okay, IGN, you were right this time. It was, 
it had everything that it literally fit, felt like it came from the book and from Peter Jackson movie. And I'm like, that's really hard to do to nail both of those. Um, but by staying true to what they've had, you know, I know a lot of people say like, it's a very slow burning show and everything, but I was like, have you guys read Tolkien? Like he don't just, it's not a Jason Bourne story. It's oh, a very God. slow burn of all the writing. A lot of and, talking too. And that's why I was like, I like the show because it was just also like poetry. reading. And I think people was hoping for like a Game of Thrones, a little faster pace type yeah. thing, you yeah. know? And I'm like, that's not Tolkien though. Nope. But I am glad that that slow burn paid off to this because now it's like, oh no, now we have to calm down because this is a huge red Shit flag. Hit the fan. And if all the people didn't believe her before, now they have to because there's a freaking volcano. And I, I am waiting for the scene for when they name that volcano. Like, who's going to be naming it so that they can put it on the map? That mountain. Because that is going to stay on that map forever. It spells our doom. That's what we shall call it. Mount Doom. <laughs> Mount Doom. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, yes. You know? I did it. Yes. They named the mountain. We did it. <laughs> so, yeah, very excited to see what happens <sighs> next. I am loving all the characters. Um, and we'll see what the king says. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And God, what's his name? The funny thing is, just like in the Marvel TV shows last year, when everybody was like, Mephesto? Mephesto? Where's Mephesto? And Lord of the Rings. Everyone is it Gandalf? Is it Gandalf? Is it Gandalf? Is it Sauron? Is it Sauron? Are that too? So trying to figure out who is Sauron in the show. Oh. Like, not it's, there yet. It has to be a main character that's in yet. disguise and maybe he'll turn. And like, I was just thinking, what if it's the elf warrior? Because he's already over there, he's already seen stuff. What if he gets involved where he has to like be a vessel to him? I don't know. But I am curious myself because I'm like, now y'all giving me, like, these fans are giving me Mephesto Ness vibes when I'm just like, wait, is that something? Mephesto Ness vibes. Y'all need to stop. I'm just going to keep watching. <laughs> yeah, you're so bad. I feel like the, the last episode, we're going to get like a. A reveal of some sort. Oh gosh, I'm already stressed. Be like, gotta watch for season two. Oh, who is it? <laughs> Please <laughs> reel you in. It was Poppy <laughs> Proud Fellow the whole time. See, Sarah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> was Poppy. <laughs> Yes. Sauron's a proud foot the whole time. They're evil, evil <laughs> hobbits. That's how you make them mad. If they weren't mad before, oh my gosh! Or if Sauron, Sauron is really a woman, she, I was her pronouns. Like that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see the internet blow up and just break, that's what that's what it's you do. It's actually pronounced. Sauron was actually. It's actually pronounced Sheeran. Na 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 na. <laughs> Oh gosh, I kind of want to see that just to see the internet does that work today. Like we just had to shut it down. It was just <laughs> it was it overflowing with so so many people oh, hating. God, all in all, though, because Sauron's actually a woman. All in all, though, honestly, it was good. I was excited. I was proudly happy um, with how everything worked out. And uh, yeah, big ups to, to to the showrunners. Amazon did a good job. I'm yes. sure Jeff Bezos' son is is Jeff proud Bezos? of himself. Thank you, Jeff Bezos' son, because because he read Lord of the Rings very young. Sorry, don't he mess was like, up, Dad. Father, I would like to see this on a show. Okay, <laughs> we got it. You got Why it, is he British? I want to know that too. I thought he was American, but apparently he's, British. he's a British child. Everyone's British. In this Why world. does he sound like he's an Oliver Twist? <laughs> 
You mean all of those kids sound British, regardless of where they're from. Have you seen TV? Apparently, wealth changes your accent over a certain, over a certain uh, zero amount. Well, Madonna's accent changed. So see? Not. Is she rich? So. And Johnny Depp, too. Also weird. Is she rich? I mean, Beyonce um, did lose her Houston know, accent, so there you go. <laughs> zero. Is she rich? Um... Just letting you guys know, there is there are two more episodes left in mm. Rings of Power this one and next week. And I heard there's going to be a huge finale. Oh, you so got definitely to. check out these last two episodes. We'll probably do a little recap once those come out. And yeah, and I'm very happy to talk about that because I will know what to do with myself after that. I'm like, I've been waiting for this for so many years and now it's out. And the season one ends, I'm going to be like, what did I do before this even came out? Well, now you have plenty of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, technically, you still rather watch the Star Trek show or the Star Wars show than Andor. All the other Game of Thrones shows. I mean, girl, you know you want to watch it just because of the memes. <coughs> Matt Smith is doing his best. Okay, don't lie to me. <laughs> you, 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 lie. Matt Smith is the reason the show is watchable. And, and also, Cap, I sent you a whole. He's trying to hit on his knees. I sent you a whole so meme about him and his two black daughters being like, "Can y'all do your own hair?" <laughs> Y'all can do your own hair now? There's two black girls who have locks. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, that oh name was so perfect. <laughs> can y'all do your own hair? <laughs> Kills me every time. Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, a lot of people try to pit these two shows together, Rings of Power, House of Dragons. I was like, that's not even the same genre. Like, I knew it wasn't even the same mm-hmm. genre. Um, but what makes House of Dragons, and I'm not going to hate on it too much, because yes, it's not a strong show like Rings of Power, but what makes Rings of Dragons a watchable Rings show? Rings of Dragons? Because if you- Rings of Dragons? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Combine them. You just fuse the fandoms together, oh no, girl. Sauron the Black versus Galadriel Rings the Strong. Rings of Dragons! Dracarys! <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy, but... But an elf. That's a fanfic that's waiting to be written. Not today, though. No, um, no I don't. House of Dragons. What makes that watchable is because if you're a fan of reality TV or reality TV drama, that's basically that in a fantasy setting, and I think that makes it watchable because you know we like crazy drama, and I feel like the writers knew it wasn't going to be strong in a narrative sense. They are using the book, but the book's very is very thin on plot, as you know, because it's told. And another, it's told in the story of the Game of Thrones story. So it's like it's a story within a story. It's like the Fantastic Beasts in the Harry Potter series. So they were just trying for shock value. And I will say, they are doing it with the shock value. Um, I am, again, you know, fan of fantasy, but I am interested to see how that show's going to turn out too, because. You have another time skip after tonight, and I'm I don't so know. So of these time <laughs> jumps. Another time skip. I don't know it's how it's so, going to go down. It's so jarring. So next I don't week, like it. Merlin, one last time oh, skip, and then we're like, done. I don't like it. I don't like it. Stop one jumping. One last Just time keep skip. Keep the characters that we well, have. The kids I think this is, and the their kids will be adults. I think this is an example of what's wrong with the show: is that they can't do a story like this because <laughs> they can't stick to like the set characters. So you have three time skips in one season because the characters, yep. when they get interesting, are when they're adults. So instead of maybe starting when they were all adults and doing maybe a couple of flashbacks or some other like ways of like storytelling, like cool, mm-hmm. we're gonna make this a, sh- a season as many episodes as possible, but we need to fill in the filler with flashbacks, and we're gonna make those flashbacks actual four episode pieces. 
Um, and that's how follow the anime format. Do like, what One Piece does, done, okay? But... <laughs> do what I'll see you that's all, all you here at 4 p.m. <laughs> 10 years from now. <laughs> 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 you can finance the money for that Marlon Go Zoro. I think Zoro got lost again. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah oh, that's Zorro. what House of Dragons should have done, but we're gonna get what we get. Time but in honor of spooky season, I'm gonna turn it over to the spooky side. Um, as you know, we had an episode recently where we discussed uh, D23 Disney mm-hmm. Expo, and on their stuff was coming out. Now that spooky season, the stuff is out. We're ready to talk about it. First up is Hocus Pocus 2, which is the sequel to Hocus Pocus. It's been about 30 years since the last first movie. Do I want to talk about it? Don't out out us our ages. The first Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. (laughs) Oh my god. That was over 30 years. Holy shit. Ah, That hurts Um, my feelings when you said that. So um, but yeah, so <laughs> um, we're gonna get old, y'all. You get old. Um, I'm gonna pass it to. We're old. <laughs> we're getting old. Goodness gracious! Yeah, um, I know. I here's the thing about this. But this movie, what I thought was interesting about Hocus Pocus too, is that in the first movie, Hocus Pocus in 1993, um, the three witches were themselves an important aspect of the story, but they also, again, for some reason or another, were focusing on the teenager, you know, uh, Danny and her love for, and her boyfriend or whatever. So they also were a huge part of that story. And then you had the Sanderson Sisters as like a nice little like, you know, topper of the story. So you, so for the most part, you were interested in both of their stories, you know, kind of getting that. You also got like a whole lot of 90s slang. Um, but in Hocus Pocus 2, uh, after realizing that, oh, people mostly remember the Sanderson sisters over any other character from the original, maybe Zachary Binks. Um, but they don't really they don't recall anyone else. So if we're doing this reboot, we're going to focus on the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> and so for the first part of this film, unlike the, the, uh, the you know, the original, we focus on the sisters. We get backstory. We get to find out that they were three rambunctious children, but the show, but the movie also decides to redeem them in a way. And again, these are three witches who ate children. So weird take. We're like, no, no, no. Let's let's make this a whole thing about why they're bad. And cool, they're being brought up during pretty much the like uh, crucible era of America. Where there's three loudmouth girls who don't want to do you know what these men in the Puritan Church want them to do, and they're trying to escape. And they're just like they're just like babies. Okay, there's bad as hell. There's no parent in the household, uh, and they're just out here causing trouble. And that's when we get a flash from uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, who I when I saw her, I was like, "Yo, they got homegirl. They got the GM to be up in here." Um, but they have uh, they meet a uh, a witch with with without a coven, and this witch is the one that gives them book. Uh, it's like, hey, you know, protect your sisters. You know, they're gonna, you know, they're they're your true power in this very interesting way. And so the whole movie, we get to see side characters, but the movie rightly understands we don't care about them. And so for the majority of Hocus Pocus 2, we focus on the Sanderson sisters interacting with everyone. And they get not one, 
but two songs because they know we love when the Santa sisters sing. They know we love when they sing. So the moment they pop up in this movie, they are singing off jump. It's just like, we're back and we're back. Who and are we're they singing, singing to? <laughs> and it, it's a full fourth wall breaking. Who are we singing to? And they look at the camera, you. And they like grab the girl, but it's like, they know this is for y'all. Y'all missed us. We're back, everybody. And we're going to sing a song about how we back. Hey, hey, we back. <laughs> And then by the time we get the second song, it is, um, it's a brand new song, but they took the costumes from the first movie and like sprinkled them into this movie. So if you remember in the first one, like the mom is wearing like a Madonna outfit with like the two cone boobs. There's a woman in the front row with that exact costume, even the headpiece, same outfit. Mm-hmm. And she said it actually, what? Homeboy in a Dracula outfit, which is again, shot for shot of the other scene. And it is like really like, like trying to like do a lot of throwback, a lot of remakes. And they, for the most part, understand who this film is for. And it's not for the young generation. They definitely hired a couple of the Gen Zers to make it relevant, but we weren't here for them. We weren't here for the Gen Zers. We were here for Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Joan Parkers, and of course, Homegirl, the amazing, the twinkling Kathy Najima, because they are the they're the three we, that we cared about, and they are chewing up the scene, every scene, and we also get them really. Um, having sisterly bonds in this movie, which I think was beautiful. Like we knew that they were kind of, you know, friendly with one another, but we get a whole movie where they're like, I love you. You're my sister. And we even get a chance to see Bette Midler go way too far in her role of wanting to like harm people. We get to see hurt people want to hurt people to the point where at the end of the film, you know, spoiler, she loses both of her sisters. And it's just like, in my search for power, I didn't realize that people telling me not to do something was for my benefit and both her sisters disappear. And so she, in that moment, is like, I truly don't care about revenge and I don't care about ultimate power anymore. I just want my sisters back. And she gives up not only her powers, but her life willingly to return to the afterlife, which is hell to be with her two sisters because she's like, I'd rather be with them. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, like me being evil and doing this was more fun with them by my side. Mm -hmm. And she gives up her life and returns. Uh, And we also finally get to have Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson finally get laid to rest Finally, because in the first one, he didn't get to go to the afterlife. They just put him back in his box. He wasn't officially dead because they were going to come back again. So with them finally dying, he's like, oh, I get to go-go? Oh, my God. Thank you. It's literally been forever. (laughs) So we finally get justice for Billy Butcherson, who in the first movie, we kept hearing that he was her boyfriend. He clears the air by saying, I kissed homegirl one time. I kissed homegirl one time, and she's been at me. For years. Won't let me rest. He finally gets to go away. And at the end of the film, we get an Easter egg of there might be a third film. And there also may, might be like a, a spinoff. But there's other things that happen. But low key, no one cares. This is about the Sanderson sisters, not about the new Gen Zers who did a good job. You know, there's like this, this is younger Gen Z witches, Becca, Izzy and Cassie who were like inheriting, like, I guess like the next witchy things, but I'm like, no one's going to watch this for them. This is about the Sanderson sisters. Okay. We know what this is about. It's Hulk Pokes 2. Hulk Pokes 2. 
Also, Sam Richardson, fantastic choice. He was great. <laughs> Top to bottom, Sam Richardson um, was great. He he honestly is really becoming like a, a catch-all in a lot of films as of late. Like he's been, he's so funny and he's been a, appearing in a bunch of projects. So good on him. Oh Man, what, yeah. what y'all um, think about Hocus Pocus Deuce? I've only seen half of oh. it, so. But I didn't mind for you spoiling because I was like, I was one for me. This is a background movie. I was doing things when this was on, and I looked up when every when they were on the screen. I watched right? them, but when it went back to those teens, I was just like, I wasn't here for it anyway. Um, so I really enjoyed the the backstory. Like that was my favorite part of the movie so far. I kind of hope. For a prequel movie, I'm down. If the trilogy was just a prequel movie, I would be happy because the the casting of those kids were spot on of like the real actresses. Like that little girl is a little Bette Miller. Like I don't know where they found her, but she had all her mannerisms, and I was just like, I would love to see, you know, how basically in the movie we saw how they got the book and the start of that. I just want to keep watching the continuation of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm down to just watch that movie. They need children, though. Um, you know, that, that's the harder I, part about the film. Hey. <laughs> Marlon, and you, you're the one who always watch these things and, and make these reviews, because I was like, you were the one who watched Cruella, and I know that we've said that Disney is going down this path to redeem all villains. That is true. Or, like, giving them a reason of, like, why? Why are they bad? No, they're not that bad if you overlook the murder and everything. Uh, this is a perfect example. So I I was like, oh, we're doing this again. Because I was like, don't they get kids? And why am I feeling bad for them? Disney, stop it! Why? Like, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> and they, you know, they did it to Corella, they did it in front of Metal's Ascent. It's, this is going to keep going. Get this guest on. Like, it's like, it's not going to stop. Like Disney's Here's like, why they're so bad. We're here to entertain you, but we're all, we're also going to make you care about villains in a weird way. Even though, yeah, they did some murder and they might have hurt some people. Just a little bit of, you know, they a little have, child murder. Just a little bit of child murder. That's all. People. But hey, there are people like you and I. Like, don't you love your family? Don't you have friends or family that you feel like you're close to and you would do anything? I was like, shut up, Disney. Shut up, you know? But other than that, I enjoy another big thing I love is them of living in today's society mm. and just reenact like that Walgreens scene had me dying. Seeing the potions. <laughs> oh gosh. I love them. The Roombas. Like, that was such a strong scene. The two the Roombas. Roombas got me. I that honestly got a laugh out of me when she they got the two broomsticks, the, they got the Swiffer wet jet like, and the two Roombas. I'm like, all right, right, that's it. That's funny as fuck. And then they had to vacuum the salt. I was like, I'm that that part. Came, Yeah, That's the part I'm on right you know what now. That's called, that's called planning ahead, right? Writers knew we're going to need this, these two Roombas to do something later on. And it's, it's like the and salt cute. trail. <laughs> Roombas going to get that immediately. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Yes, I was like, stop it. Stop it. I like this too much. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, I really like that. I think it's really hilarious that their look on humanity, mm. I think they're realizing like, dang, like humans really are not really afraid of us anymore. Like they actually worship us and think we're cool, but we do horrible things. And it's like, 
well, this is 2022. It's been a while. A lot of things have happened. Um, we're not the little scared humans that get wander away and lost and then fall for the tricks. Like there are people who are actually like, can I take a picture with you? Can I get an autograph? Or using tricks against them. Cause you know, we all watch supernatural, so we know what to do. Um, and so I, the, the, just things like that surprising them, even like the, the contests and having the drag queens and stuff. Like I was just like, they're not useless at all. And I thought it's it was the famous drag queens that, too. That, that, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, being familiar. Um, From Paul Drag Race. And the and the wit the winner of the little lookalike contest, they didn't win. It was another group and they did not like that. I thought that was hilarious. Like, dang, y'all the real ones and mm-hmm. you still didn't even win the contest. It was ginger and cornbread, <laughs> oh, y'all. It was just so funny. It was it was so funny. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Definitely, I highly recommend checking it out, especially mm-hmm. if you enjoyed the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're our resident I, 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 occult expert. What were your feelings on your sistren? Not no. On no, your sistren, don't <laughs> don't false advertise me yet, Marlon. So we can't say From it yet. One coven no, to I, another. I, what did you appreciate? Oh Lord, I'm crying. Um, as a practicing coven of one, uh, <laughs> so um, hiring. Um, okay. Um, I real despite what you said about the 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 young witches, I really liked um, how the opening scene. The girl put a crystal on her desk, and I was for her test. I was I like, I would do that. Mm. I would do that now. I would totally so do that if I were yeah. if I were like in school. I'd be like, just for luck, just in case I fail this quiz. And I was like, that's really cute. Like they they, they put some thought into it because that's like kind of the the thing that young witches or witches in modern time do as like as like for protection and stuff. Mm. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I love the Walgreens scene because <laughs> I'm like. That's me on a Friday. That felt really real to me. I was like, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I just, it, it just, it, it, I think I liked it more than the first one just because it, it was more Ooh. modernized. It, just, oh. it, it felt more real for me because it was, it just, it, it kind of incorporated elements of like, like the, the when they were in the, the, for, the, the park or the forest and they were like doing the, their little um, ritual. I was like, yes, also me. <laughs> Except I wouldn't use the black candle or take a random candle that I didn't know where it was from because that is also hella suspicious. <laughs> In general, wouldn't do that. But I thought that was like, that would also be me, but just minus the whole magical part that followed. Mm. I you, really enjoyed it. Would you say the writers really they gave did, thought to that lifestyle, the modern lifestyle of yeah, that? Yeah, for this sure. Movie? They, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's another show out there called... It's oh god, what's what's it called? It's it's about witches, and it's like if witches were in like had their own uh, oh shoot, like they're basically built in 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 sorry into the U.S. government, so they're like they attack like foreign entities hmm. when they need to. Totally like not Some like witch. I don't see anything I like Seems in to that. Be anti like, so beyond this one was been... with the government uh, like. <sighs> Yeah, like the, it's, a, it's 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 like an army. They have an army of hmm. witches, and they use like vocals, and it's it's not good. <laughs> I watched the first two seasons. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's. I think I know what you're talking about. I'll text you the thing. I don't remember, but it, it's 
I tried to watch it and I do not like it. I'm like, none of this appeals to me. This doesn't feel like real for me. Um, but maybe, you know, people do like it. I don't know why. It got th- at least three seasons for some reason. But this one did, did feel like they didn't, they thought about like, what would a young modern witch do mm. in high school? What, what can they afford? I can afford to go to my local crystal shop and basically live there. Mm. Same. <laughs> so, yeah. like, make friends with your local you know, crystal guy. Like, yeah, have a deal. How do we feel you know, stuff about like that. Buster Blue? Um, <laughs> yeah, Buster Blue. As the mayor. mayor. <laughs> Tony the mayor. Oh, I can only was, ever see him as Buster whenever I see him. Was like, I like him Buster. Give him his apple. He was giving me anxiety in the line. I was like, yo, I've been there where you kind of just tune, tune everything out by watching people get whatever. And you're like, if they run out, I'm going to throw a tantrum. <laughs> like, this is the thing i do once a year i was like i feel that I felt it gave that. me like what was an episode of the office where they were trying to get pretzels they waited in line all day <laughs> it gave me that vibe of like i am getting my pretzel <laughs> i am not leaving here until i get my pretzel <laughs> And then, and then like, I just no I feel like this film was absolutely trying to figure out where to hit people. Where like you include characters like Tony Hale, uh, you include Doug Jones as again Melissa, you include like all these OG characters, and you of course you know throw in some of the newer ones. It was like we want to hit families, and we also want to make sure that it's like right in that middle spot of like here's some of like the Disney Channel stars currently, and here are all the adults that you know we know that the adults are going to all remember. It was like right in the middle do you, do you think it like did a good job of like like riding that line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think you know i mean i think someone who is you know younger than us could probably also enjoy it despite not knowing like all the the things about it that would hit for us being the slightly older elder just slightly older just slightly that's all um, <laughs> you can't be early Cat, cat, we're 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 getting higher up there, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely think it, it has something for everyone. Like Bette Midler is is ageless. How does she, she do is. it? She is like, I don't know. Magic. The vocals. She's <laughs> Magic. Hey, her vocals. Her I thought honestly that She's they amazing. weren't going to do another song. I'm like, cool. They're a lot older. I <clears> don't know. We're going to get a full song. No. I was fully wrong. We got two. That's and I'm like, Bet is like, oh, I'm serving, I'm, I'm, I'm serving the exact She's same octaves. I hit you with last time. What is interesting is that they didn't include Sarah Jessica Parker's song, or they didn't give her a solo this time around. Because they gave her a solo in the first one where she was in the little, like, that kid song of, like, come to me. They didn't give her that this time around. Right. So I'm wondering if, like, her vocals weren't right. there for this one yet. I don't think she has she done like Broadway or does she like sing? Did she sing in the first one? Or, so. or maybe that was her like uh double. She did sing, but it wasn't it was it wasn't like an actual song like song. Ben, it was just, like, this, it she was had just like, like a this little, this little like a lullaby, but they didn't give her a lullaby yeah. in this one. So I'm wondering yeah. if they're like, my voice isn't gonna be in that range for a lullaby again. Well, we heard it in the beginning. True, like, but I'm, when I'm wondering if that was the a recording. candle is lit. We hear it for a minute, mm. but we don't see her. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe Cause, cause it's possible because we didn't see her sing it. We just mm-hmm. heard it. So it's possible. Yeah, but all and in all, y'all. Ben Miller is she's time to check the wiki. All in all, I right. am excited for what this means for other DCOMs. Maybe we'll get like a Halloween Town reboot where they bring back Narnia in the game. <laughs> I would watch that. I'd be happy for that. Town, I'd watch I Halloween Town again. They brought back the old characters because again, 
uh, Homegirl married the um, the bad guy from the film. I'm trying to remember, like, they're actually, like, yes. married. So I would love to have them bring back that whole crew again. But, oh, man. Yeah, I, it, honestly, it was a good thing. And then, Ray, would you be willing to watch a Hocus Pocus 2, Ray, after all this uh, descriptions of Hocus Pocus 2? Um, <clears throat> when it's – if it's a – if it's all, what's on the agenda for a nice night out with people and everybody just wants to enjoy some Hocus Pocus too, I mean, it sounds like I'll enjoy some parts. At all. But I was never a Disney Channel kid growing up. So, like, a lot of these Disney oh. Channel originals just aren't going to draw me in because I didn't watch much Disney Channel growing up. So, mm, Interesting. What was your, like, go-to channel? I didn't get much... Uh, uh, screen time, so it, I had to carefully pick what shows I was I was watching. Honestly, is how I would raise my mm. kid now too. If I was, I, I wouldn't let them just sit and watch TV all day. Also, but uh, I watched more Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, and I just never got to Disney uh, Channel very often. Mm. Not that enough time. Sense. That makes sense. That's true. <laughs> all right, there you go. That makes sense. All right. Oh. Well, Ray, if we ever, if I ever have an event at the house, I know to just have Hocus Pocus <clears throat> two anytime. You're like, cool, Ray. We're sure. just gonna watch this film. Randomly. I would need to see uh, the first one <laughs> also to feel much uh, attachment. Sure, you need to see the first oh! one. Oh, yes. okay, okay. <laughs> Where's the thing though? Well, no. Here's the thing role. though. I feel like Hocus Pocus do two does a great job of being like yada yada. The first one happened. It doesn't matter. We're not gonna we're not gonna like tie any loose ends from there. I think with only the exception of maybe Billy Butcherson, but even then like they go yeah, through the length of explaining his character in the uh flashback. So I feel like they do a good job of like explaining a lot of like what you need to know in the flashback and don't even bring up any of the human characters that were in the first one. So I think you might be fine with this one. Okay. Yeah. It, I agree. I would definitely just check out. Yeah, because I think in the first one, what was the name of the the girl? Because in the first one, you have Max, the boy, and you have Danny, and then you have like I know Thor. Thora Birch was the girl because they were asking why she didn't. Yeah, so I feel like all like, those characters honestly, aren't even brought worked. up. They brought back <laughs> I think the most important ones, and even like the character who's the cat. Uh, like they talk, oh, is that Binks? And they're like, no, it's Binks. not Binks. Like they even like bring up characters who were in it. I'm like, cool, you're not gonna need to know any information. Just focus on these new characters. There you go. Yeah, Hollywood, but yeah, Hocus Pocus too. Good stuff. Uh, DComs are doing their thing, and of course, Doug Jones is Doug Jones in it. The man is a master of having a tall, lanky ass body, and is just doing his thing. He I love Doug good. Jones so much. Yes, <laughs> I do too. He just does. He does great voices. He, he does great in prosthetics. He's like my favorite character on Discovery. <laughs> he's just, like, yep. he's just like, so good with his animated he's, he's, like, I'm a weird he's good at. <laughs> What we do in the shadows? He he yes, did he win an award for um, Pan's Labyrinth? Did, yeah, did he Ooh. win an award for The Shape of Water? Also, if he's, he didn't, that movie won an award. Crazy. So he's only enough, six foot but. three. Ooh. I'm his. What's he the main character? I, that's like, we're Shape the same water. height. He did no, he didn't win an Oscar, but the movie did. Yeah, the movie won an uh, Oscar, won so that's kind of him winning one. Won but any <clears throat> yeah. He gets it's one up to him. It. It's, yeah. you know, it was about him. His performance like, he was, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that man stays busy. He okay. stays getting a paycheck. He's won 19 awards. Yeah. He's won Best Supporting Actor in a TV Series for Star Trek Discovery. He's won Best Supporting Actor uh, in a Streaming Presentation one. for Star Trek Discovery uh, in, 20, in 2019. He's like, He's one of my favorite characters. He, like I care about, I love his character. He got a show. special honorary award for *The Shape of Water* from the Austin Film Critics Association. Damn. When I I remember when I saw that movie, and I was like, I know people are gonna think I'm weird, but it was like a really yeah. good movie. And his character didn't say words at all, but he was a really great character. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't moan. He did. He's also won awards for like, playing uh, the elf and Hellboy too, and he also won a bunch of awards for Kiss the Devil in the Dark, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen. But he's won mm-hmm. a bunch of awards for that. I haven't Kiss seen that. The devil in the. I'm dark. guessing he plays the devil. His agent's really good. I'm just gonna say shout out to his agent. Yeah, and again, the man is six three. Giving him the best roles for him, just for him. Like the what roles are like meant this? for him. Oh, this is a fucking creepy. Right? Kiss movie poster. <coughs> the devil in the what dark looks this? weird. <laughs> what the? It. F- it looks like it was. It was again, a twenty four. It I'm came out in twenty sixteen. It. <laughs> it's about Marcus, a powerful sorcerer who's desperate to save his dying wife, makes a deal oh, with well, the no. demon Dagon to save his life. I'm ge- and I'm guessing he's the guy who makes the deal. But yeah, he's in that. So there you go. All right. Well, speaking of horror movies, cat. Nah, I'm scared. <laughs> um, actually, Halloween watch. It's Halloween watch. That means um, spooky movies in theaters. So um, I don't know if I'll see this in theaters because I'm not an advocate of horror movies. In theaters, <laughs> an advocate for horror. But uh, there's there's smile. Um, I remember seeing the trailer when I went to go see Nope, and the trailer creeped me out. I I, I just didn't like it. I was just like, this is making me so uncomfortable. It but sounds trailer, like it made it you say like no. Nope. It did. I, it was a lot of movies that made me say nope as I was waiting for nope to come on. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, um, weirdly enough, I, I would watch that over the other his other his, his, his other films because it wasn't as freaky as the first two he did. Laura hasn't the, slept. Nope movie? Yeah. Oh. I would watch nope like multiple times over. Nope wasn't scared. I'll give you that. Every time I, I and, feel like, uh, true, if I see that movie, I probably will see. It's one of those movies where if you watch it over and over again, you probably catch different things that you didn't see, yeah, which makes it more of a suspenseful thriller than it is a horror movie. That's what all of them are. It's a sci fi thriller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw Smile trailer. To me, and this is in my own words, it looks like everyone got Joker's laughing gas syndrome <laughs> and they just go crazy. That's that's the best way I can say. And it looks like a psychologist or a therapist or someone, she's just trying to understand and find the solution to it. But as you try to figure the scary stuff out, the scary stuff pulls you in. And then I don't know what happens to her, but I'm just like, lady, you should just mind your business. That's, that's what I said in the trailer, which is probably why probably won't see this movie if i do see this movie probably like two years from now but yeah that's the movie um but i want to talk about the marketing campaign behind this movie because of this movie um they is it who's behind this is this universal or a oh, smile uh, let me look. uh yeah who's producing the movie or backing that movie oh my goodness i didn't click on that part production it is 
Paramount Films Distributing. There you go. Oh. So it will be eventually on Paramount Plus. It might be on Paramount Plus. You guys want to do it? That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all all get scared together. Just, I'm going to be on mute, just letting you know. Um, Anyway, so Paramount (laughs) Marketing um, has crazily marketed this movie by placing, has hiring actors and placing these actors uh, in random places where cameras would capture them. So in a baseball game, like behind home plate, um, on like you know how the Today Show or whatever, you have people in the in the behind the announcers and they're waving and stuff. Places like where you know you're going to be seen on TV, mm-hmm. and they're just doing that evil grinning smile. They're just standing the there, smile. And they're it's like a, their hand. It's just, like a, a Kubrick stare the, yeah, the with Kubrick a smile. smile. You like lean forward, uh-uh. just kind of. And I'm just like, this is Joker's laughing gas from Bat- the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton, like, it succeeded, it's gotten to people, it's real, which would be very scary. So, the fact that they're hiring these actors and, like, the world did not know about it, like, that is really brilliant uh, strategy if you're catching it, and you can use that footage in, in any type of way. Like, if I was watching TV and I saw that commercial of, like, capturing real footage, I would be scared. I'd be like, wait, is this a movie or is this real life? You know? Um... So I, I just want to say shout out to Paramount for thinking like that. Um, if I was interested in seeing the movie, that could be a good way to convince you or make you be like, what is this movie? Let, it me, let me see and find out. Like, I think that's a great marketing plan without spending like, you know, and I'm not trying to hate on Disney and Marvel, but like they're marketing. It's never, very mainstream never. and they're everywhere. You know, it's like the toys and stuff. That's nice too. Not really. Nice too. But I think this wins like creative points. And if you want people to see a movie, like the best two things to do is, you know, either be word of mouth or have a plan where it's like people can't stop talking about it that you have to go see the mm. movies about. Like, What's interesting though, Kat. Genius. Is that this was actually supposed to be streaming only on Paramount Plus. Oh, like these people. Th- th- really? th- this film I'm, had a seventeen million dollar budget, and like they're like, "Cool, it's gonna be released on streaming." They showed it to test audiences, million. and it scored higher than they thought it was gonna score with test audiences. Like, oh wait, people are gonna like this, so they did it to film and opening, and it grossed currently. It's grossing about twenty two million dollars. So. And Paramount's love, like, oh, this exceeded our expectations. So, yeah, like we that. didn't think it was going to make money, but like, this is making bank. So we did a good job doing this in theaters. So on a small budget, they were able to 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 get the attention. Like even like before the test audience, but like just putting out the, the word of the movie on a small budget, they did, a, they did the marketing like that. That gets extra points. Like 17 million, that's like an act. That's an actor's average actor's paycheck. Yeah. Like, and like the fact that they're grossly more than what they made, that's really great. I'm so happy yeah. for them. That's a Parts good story. He's the director but, and the only writer. So <laughs> it's it, like if you IMDb, well, it's like two lines you, directed by Parker Finn. Right, all the writing credits, Parker Finn. And then it goes right to cast after that. Well, <laughs> well you know what I say? It's like word. the less writers, the better the story. Yeah. So this just And I him. feel like I feel like horror movies also do it. I think a really amazing job of finding ways to like drum a press or ways to like, you know, get the project out there in a very interesting way because 
with like action blockbusters, you can, you know, drop a trailer and people are going to be like, cool, that's it. If you want to do a horror film, you don't want to give away too much because, you know, you want to keep that surprise in there. You can't do a trailer that shows too much because then it's going to give everything away. So I think there are films in the past that have done something similar to this very much where they kind of drop little things. So like, for instance, um, the Blair Witch Project, uh, which came out a, a, a while ago, um, what they were doing leading up to the film was they would go around posting missing person posters around college campuses, um, you know, and like they had they show the photo of like the people in the movie of like this person is missing uh, and like put like the Leverage Project. Um, oh, they were like, they also created a website with, um, 20 million page views that detailed an urban legend about the evil witch. Um, to be like, I remember they, they anybody even farther. They interviewed the victims' families and released footage oh, to yeah. make it seem like, oh, these people are missing. And they also fed false information about like people are missing on popular internet forums. So people kept being like, yo, something happened to this person. It's the it's like the Blair Witch. Yo, and like what? it hit playgrounds what? and it hit schools of like, yo, did you hear about this, this like really creepy things happening? And then it was all a movie tactic. And people went to go see it because like the Blair Witch earned over 20, like $250 million at the box office. People were like, they couldn't tell what was real and what was not because the marketing campaign for this film was just so wide and vast. Uh, and it was just like, which is also, I think, why a lot of films try to get to that level, which is why I think Smile is kind of borrowing from like, let's just drop some people in here. And like, even as recent as um, the It movies that came out in, in like 2016, where they would tie a red balloon over like drainage pipes or like and on the side of the little like little like manholes and people would see it and be like nope but they knew what that was like oh this is this is about the it movie it's coming out but it's like such an iconic balloon that you're like absolutely the fuck not and it's gonna keep it moving and it's like it's that notoriety of the property that i feel like is what's important about uh your film and i think smile was like cool Let's do this. And it worked out well. I got people talking like you, like there are so many snippets on like Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, people being like, yo, did you see this chick behind home plate? Like, I remember I was listening to uh, Double Toasted. They had a whole thing where the guy was like, this chick is just creepy as hell. It just, it hit everywhere. So I feel like if you find a good niche for your horror film in a way that's marketable, you're going to make bank. And like, I think uh, Smile's like another example of like a small budget horror film. It's like, hey, we got this idea and it worked out in a major way. Like they are making bucks, big bucks, you know, and we'll see what they do. I mean, we we saw what, what happened with Paranormal Activity, how it like really reinvigorated the lost found footage thing. Let's see what this does next. Mm-hmm. It's... It's such, I just want to shout out, like, that whole genre, they they get to have a lot of fun in talking about their movie without talking about it. Um, and just making, like, basically this is the post-production stage where you're doing the promo stuff and everything. And the team behind it, like, they're really some innovators in and just thinking outside the box, because as you know, it's a horror story. You can't talk too much about it without revealing anything. And you want it to have that suspense before going in, not knowing too much about it. 
to enjoy the movie, whether, you know, it was good or bad, to be honest. Um, but the, like, this isn't even hype. This is just a, a, a form of art in showing, like, this movie's out, you know? But it's like, it's using things that are very simple, but playing with the human mind with the imagery and the way the camera, like, it's simple, just simple tactics. And it, draws people in and I just we don't see a lot of that in today's because in today's society because it's so much technology and so much you know age of technology with the with the information being everywhere I think with Larry Rich Project the reason they did it so big was right before internet got pretty big and serious because that was in that that crazy like borderline when internet started to be more broad and accessible so they had the perfect time to set things up and like you said, I, there, what you said, I didn't even know because I remember the website. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is a real website. And they made it up. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Like, 1999. <laughs> it's it's just little things like that. They they care. That just to me shows that the the people behind it care so much about the story that they're gonna go the length of of, of putting it out that way. And I just don't see a lot about that because everybody is always thinking about ratings and money. It's it's hard for us, for those fans, to just art. Yeah. That's that's my only little art rant I'm having today, and I'll stop. Can't rants. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys going to the movie? Or are you going to wait till it's on Paramount uh, Plus? I might. I mean, well, the in hard theaters? part is this: is that I need to find someone to watch the horror movie with in theaters. I feel like that's the issue. It's finding someone to go with yes. you to watch it. That's... If I'm at the house, it's fine. But if I had to go to a theater, I need to find someone who wants to catch it with me. I I can't even go in a theater. I would be... Like, when I went to see... Oops, the last... And I'm not talking, like, the cheesy movies. Like, to me, like, Saw and Final Destination and all that, that was just, like... That was easy to do. But when things start getting serious with like um, basically anything from A24 and Blumhouse, any of those movies, I was like, oh, should I go see this? And somebody was like, I had to leave. I was terrified. I was like, okay, we don't watch those movies in theaters. So this, yes, this is a small movie, but I just know there's going to be something in there that's going to make me scream oh. and jump. And I'm going to make a fool of myself. It's a in the psychological dark. horror. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's almost two hours. It? It's, it's two hour, hours. It's almost hour two hours. Fifty-five. That's, that's, that's like a long horror film. Um, I don't like long horror movies. It also has Cal Pan long in it. Um, oh shit! It also has really? what's the boy from um, the boys? Uh, the, the fast dude. It has <laughs> A trains in it as well. The actor. Oh, <laughs> A train. Fast boy, the fast what? boy. It's a lot of different like, I was things. Like, fast boy can the be fast boy. Days, you know that, okay, that, that fast little boy. You know that fast little boy. Got the heart problem. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesse T. Usher, uh, Rob Morgan's in this as every. If you know him as everyone's black father. Um, yes. Yeah, they got a. Oh, they have homegirl from uh, Scrubs. Judy Reyes is in it. Who plays who what? plays Kirk's wife? Uh, they have a lot of people in this who are gonna be like like name recognizable. As soon as you go in there, you're gonna be like, oh, that's that person from so and so. So yeah, Cal Penn. Oh my goodness. 
There's a lot of people in this that you're going to recognize. That's pretty... Okay, I, I kind of want to watch but I'm going to watch it on streaming. I'm not going to watch it in theaters. Too scary. I will be like, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> be like, who said that? I'm so sorry. That's how yeah. she screams, everyone. <laughs> Bad ah! <laughs> Also, cat. Yeah. Also, cat. Wait until everyone has. Cat. Wait until everyone has already screamed to go. Ah. It's like lone little oh. whimper in the Before night. They scream. They're like, "What's that?" Ah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for coming together, ghosts included, um, on the show. You know, listeners, if you want to, you know, chime in and have any things you want to say don't forget to hit up our social media on facebook twitter instagram and geekforgepodcast.com with that being said stay safe eat your vegetables and safe and be nice to a ghost and geek on this episode of quest on media's geek force was produced in richmond california